Welcome back to Keep It In Real. I'm your host, Ed Smith, and in today's episode, I was joined by Tayani and Raymond. We talked about their high school experiences. Tayani discussed her depression, and she discussed her crazy upbringing in a cult. Um, and then we talked a lot about spirituality and the religious beliefs they follow. Tune in and enjoy. You have been so, so kind to me. If you don't mind, but I, I could edit it out probably if, if you want to keep it on. Can you turn it off the AC? Turn it off? Yeah. Sure. I'm like in a cocoon. So what so you got up to? Nothing. Just Nothing. Working Just working. My birthday was this week. We went up to oh, Hampton. Awesome. Happy birthday. Thank you. I turned 18, we went up to Hampton and fucking got drunk and just had dinner. <laughs> that sounds fun. Did you guys end up going to that waterfall you were talking about last time? Yes, we did. Bashbish Falls. You can't swim though. Really? Because it's too rocky. There's no floor, it's just rocks. But like I went in to take a picture and I slipped on the rock, so I went in anyways. Damn. And I can't really swim, so it was kind of scary. That's wild. Everyone was... Did, they, like, did you think you could swim there? No. Yeah, I did. But what? I thought we could swim there yeah. the whole time. And yeah. then we got there and it was like no swimming and giant sign. It's yeah. like, what the fuck? It's a disappointment. Yeah, you know, it was just a bunch of people on rocks. Like, no, I told them to try though. Like, it was so it, rocky, you could it was not. So cold that it wasn't and it was freezing, and the current just kept flowing. So it's like you couldn't swim if you tried. Yeah. It's just a sightseeing place. Not yeah. Because it was like the waterfall and then Movies a small little bullshit. puddle. And then there was more of waterfall and more waterfall and more waterfall. So it's like you can't really. If you, we went further down, we could swim where the kitties were. The kids were swimming. Remember on our way up? Because it's a little hike. Yeah, I guess so. We could have swam in the river. Yeah. Somewhere but it was freezing. Up. Somewhere over yonder. It's freezing. So you still been working? Huh? You yeah. You still been working? Where are you working exactly? The steak loft. Where is that? In Northboro. State law. He's a line cook and I'm a bus girl, but I'm about to start waitressing and hosting. I trained. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Now that she's 18. Hell Do you yeah. like working in a restaurant? Yeah, I like working at that restaurant, yeah. That one specifically? Have yeah. Have you worked in other ones? No, I've never worked. I used to be tutor. Oh, really? Yeah. For what? For math and English. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so sick. I tutored on my own and then I got hired at Kumon for two years. Uh-huh. And then I quit, and then he got me the job at the steak loft as a bus girl, and I loved it. The yeah. people are just sick. I didn't know you tutored. That's dope. Yeah. That's awesome. The only, like, the only thing I remember about you in high school is Mr. Jarnus. The stories from Mr. Jarnus oh and in Miss Luce's class. What do you mean the stories from Mr. Jarnus? <laughs> like sure. in Mr. Jarnus's <laughs> class? I don't know. I just remember Sean being like Tayani and Mr. Jarnus were just going. Oh my god. Them. That's hilarious. Sean was in like all my classes. I That's felt so, so bad for him. <laughs> I literally felt so bad for the kid. He sat right next to me in every class. That's and I'm hilarious. the most problematic person. <laughs> Why would you say problematic? Because like I have something to say about everything. Yeah. Like even if I don't have an opinion, I'll make one up on the yeah. spot and be like, you know what? This is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's good that you like to express that opinion. No one like, thought so. 
<laughs> Everyone in our grade has already either blocked me or unfollowed me on Instagram. Yeah, uh, that's just because they don't know their opinion and there's egos in the way too. Oh yeah. Like, like if someone has a strong opinion, I'll always listen to it because mm-hmm. it's their opinion for some reason. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like, when you when you're put in a situation with a bunch of high schoolers and then one person says like, oh that's weird, like oh they shouldn't do that. Yeah. And that's when you start to get a bunch of people being like, oh, fuck that person. Literally. Yeah. They're just like, I don't know. They just like groups. They're very together. I'm not like that. I'm very individual. I'm like, if you fit with me, great. If you don't, I'm fine being alone. That's so A lot of people in high school, and I feel like even when we were young, young, like our grade was always just like trying to fit in with each other. I I don't even know if you like it. I think it's just every grade. You think? I think that's just how school... Because, I don't know, Raymond, like, your grade was probably the same way, too. Like, oh, I, his I just, grade was. Every grade's the same way. Like, you're just trying to find that click. You know? I feel like 2018, they were a little more individualized. Psych, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, I like 2018. 2018. Crazy. The crazy. only good class that I ever experienced at Marlboro High was the class of 2016. Everybody else the has year their we fucking there. problems. Wait, what we're, was 2016 like? They were just, like, good people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I they feel like they nice were old. Because they were... 2018 was good people, but they did have that click mentality. And there was, like... Yeah. They, there was some weird drama, like, that the whole school knew about all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the whole... I feel like that was 2017. I feel no, like they were ass. Really. 2017, everyone knew about everyone's drama. Like, the freshmen knew about the senior drama. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I just feel... Yeah, I feel like everybody's drama... There were so the many fights. It's wild. It really is. Did you enjoy high school? No. <laughs> no. No. High school was tough for me. Why? Because I don't get along with a lot of people. Like, I feel like I'm a very opinionistic person again, and a lot of people don't like that. A lot no. of people would rather someone who just a yes man. Yeah, you know? just goes along with it. Mm-hmm. It's good that you stay true to yourself. And like- I, I do. It just sucks because everyone moves away. Like, my all-time best friend ever since first grade my only friend for like four years was lariana nodge and then she moved away sophomore year and then i became friends with did you stay in touch we did yeah um but she breaks her phone all the time so and then it's like two months without any contact um it's like she's dead and then i became really good friends with ashanti in high school and then she moved yeah you know and i became really good friends with nancy and then she moved so i just feel like everyone just kept moving That's away yeah that is weird and no one knew when exciting came into the school. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was just like, oh, okay. Well, no one not fit with you exactly. Exactly, yeah. But that's that's awesome that, like, you recognize that, though. Like, not that people move away, but the fact that when you stay true to yourself, you would find somebody, but, like, it did suck that they would move away. Exactly. It was short term. Mm-hmm. Or you'd have a class with them that year, and it'd be great, and then next year it's like, oh, we just have completely different schedules. I don't even see you. Yeah, <laughs> that shit would happen all the time. Mm-hmm. That shit would suck. But outside of that, like, what about, like, school, like, in general? Like, did you like the going to classes back to back to back, homework no. and shit like that? No, I'm really bad with authority. Yeah. I hate people telling me what to do. <laughs> like, even having to take a pass to go to the bathroom, like, I, I'd want to kill myself. Like, yeah. I'd make jokes out of everything. Miss Luce once yelled at me in front of the whole class because I, like, we had a lockdown and I was making cocaine jokes. Yeah. She was like, that's not funny. My class made her cry once. Cool, that's Miss so Lewis. funny. Yes, sir. That's not funny. Miss Liz was the I felt best. so I bad. I hated her. She was the best. Like I hated I loved her. her. I loved all her. Right. I felt so bad that we made her cry. First of all, how did you make her cry? I don't remember how we made her cry. We were just 
outrageously disruptive and never did what we were supposed to and always went off topic and something crazy was going on. The mixture of the students in the class was so ridiculous. The people who didn't want to take honors courses in high school, they just piled all the crazy kids together <laughs> in CP classes. So it was like me, Hunter Reynolds, Leo Oliveira, Kevin Costa, John Augusto, Pedro, <laughs> Melina Santana, friggin' so many people. That's Maria Barbosa and a bunch of other random people. And it was just disruptive and everybody was always fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Noises were always being made. Miss Luce was literally going out of her mind. Like one time... <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I can talk about this on... No, I shouldn't talk about this. This is incriminating. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll drop it. But why didn't you like her? Oh, I didn't like her because... I don't know. So, from the first day, she was just too optimistic. I wasn't a person that liked too going... Too optimistic. Yeah. Like, I didn't like going to school. She so rode she, a motorcycle in Britain. She had a ninja. She... That's why I didn't like her. She would never shut up about Britain. We we get it. They're British. She's from, like, no, she like that? she would incorporate it into every single lesson. I thought that. But was... I loved making fun I of her accent. It. <laughs> it made me hate British people. I was like, is this all you have to talk about? Right. The fact that you're British. <laughs> she had a British tea set in her. She made tea in our but class. That's where she came from. No. That's like if when like Brazilians come here and they're always like, I don't know. I just feel like if you're expressing your where you came from, your culture, like you are a hundred percent entitled to that. Oh, I get it. But I get there if there is too much. I feel like in in, like it, the problem was that it was just like a sneak attack. You know, you weren't expecting it. It was like that you were talking about a regular book, and then uh, next slide, it's like, and this book had a movie, which we're not gonna watch, but this movie was filmed in Britain. And the next slide is the queen on a fucking coin. And the next slide is another British thing. Like, we get it. We're, you're British. She would literally... No, people would sit in class and have her make... Like, try to have her speak in different accents. Yeah. For 20 minutes. Like, they it get her off. She used to let us re pick our roles for, for reading out loud. We would read books out loud. And oh, my God. I remember that. Our sophomore year of high school, that. we were reading books out loud. Or whatever the book uh -huh. they were. And they were like about, like it, they were serious topics. Was it like plays? It, yeah, it was like a play, and it was about Caesar. Like you did somebody's that? no. Oh yeah, we did yep. Caesar and Pedro and everybody in the class, including myself, would do the most ridiculous, retarded Voices. accents for these roles, and she would laugh, and she thought it was great. So the class, we never learned anything. We just <laughs> fucked around and made the play sound hilarious. No, I had a bunch of honor kids in my class. I was in that class. Every day yeah. they hid Melina's phone. So everyone... Sean and then like every smart girl. I know. Super smart girl. I know. It sucked. Because up in like, I don't know, Sean was one of the cool, like one of the coolest regular people I could find in high school. So yeah. when he always got sat next to me because last names matched, I was like, okay, someone regular that will at least like awkwardly giggle at my jokes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And <laughs> Sean would think you were so funny. Like, Thank you. I thought he was just pity laughing. No, Sean thought you genuinely were funny. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, and then you took him away from me because she let us pick our own seats. And, of okay. course, he, he sat next to you and you guys were laughing up a storm in the corner. Stop putting her at the mic. 
<laughs> and that was Minnie, my cat. <laughs> Poor Minnie. But yeah, you took him away, and I had nobody else in that class. That's a GG. Damn. You should have sat with us. And then every time she would tell me to shut up, she'd put her hand on my desk, and I'd put my hand over hers, like the vine from that fat woman sitting across the, the oh. bus seat. <laughs> and she, she'd look at me like I was a fucking, like, insane. Because I guess people don't touch each other in Britain. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I was just like... They all ride mopeds. There's no way they don't touch each other. They're ass to balls everywhere they go. I know. I know. They are. <laughs> they have nude beaches. Uh, Why didn't she talk about that? Because she didn't participate. In <laughs> but I fucked with Miss Lucy. I thought she was funny as hell. I honestly, but you're right. Like it was more just like hanging out. Than yeah. Last. Yeah. But that was why I liked she it. She made me take AP Lang after Ugh, with Miss Champ. No, I got Miss Saint George. She was something else. You didn't like Miss Champ. She was crazy. Nah, she is a little she every day targeted Sam, and I think <coughs> I think it was because he's Jewish. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I swear, he he would be sitting there doing nothing, absolutely nothing. My baby, that's what. And then Matt would off. make a noise, and she'd go, Sam, every day. He's like, "What am I doing?" And then she's like, "Do you want to go to the office?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What?" That's he hilarious. would never go to My the office. My favorite teacher was Jarvis. Found out he went to the office. Why? Because, like, Way he just lets you, you sorry. <laughs> what? You're good, go ahead. Um, my favorite teacher was Jarnus because he just let you speak your mind. He didn't care if it was on lesson, off lesson, whatever, like, if it was what you ate yesterday, like, he just wanted to hear what you had to say. That's awesome. He never had real work. It was always open note tests. Always. Do you feel like you actually learned in that class? I did, because I like history. So I feel like he gave you the option to learn. He knows that no matter how hard he tries, you're not going to learn if you don't want to. Uh -huh. So it's like, if you want to sit there and learn, he'll teach you. That's but if awesome. you want to sit there, like a lot of boys did, and watch football on your Chromebook, he'll let you do that too and give you the notes during the test. I think that's sick. Because yeah. high school at the end of the day is only for people who really want to pay attention. Like 100%. It is, it's like not even set up to measure intelligence. It's just set up to measure like your participation and effort and shit that you might not even care about, you know? Exactly. I know so many people that graduated with us that didn't do any of the online work. I didn't do any. I did all of it. Really? I did all of it. I popped I mean, an Adderall and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did the ones that were, like, graded, but when there was, like, optional assignments, I wouldn't do those. Oh, I even did those. Damn. Because I was on the Adderall. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I did my art projects, everything. And, like, I, I know people who did not do anything, a.k.a. my brother-in-law. Did yeah. not do anything, just passed with flying colors. Don't put him on the spot. He passed, though, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> did he? I mean, I think so, this yeah. Year? Yeah! Yes! Wow. Hey, so that's not a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have <laughs> Good for Robert. <laughs> <laughs> that is not his name. <laughs> I'm talking about my other brother. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> but uh, last podcast you were on, you brought up the craziest shit ever. Yeah. At the end, you said that you were born into a cult, and I really wanted to talk about that. If you're yeah, talking about of course, that. yeah. That's awesome. So not the, what happened, yeah, but like the fact <laughs> that we talk about. So the cult is literally on Route Twenty. It's called Maranatha. Um, it's uh, not recognized as a cult. It's recognized as a regular denomination Christian church. But what makes it a cult is that it, 
it factors in with all things that coats cults stand for, which is isolating the people that are in there, um, punishment instead of, um, punishment as a form of making them obey instead of just letting them know consequences and letting people think for themselves. That's not a thing that happened in there. <coughs> when I was born, I got not baptized, but confirmed and presented to God in Mananatha. So I was officially already a member of the church. And they do something which is called love bombing, which a lot of cults do, which is as soon as you're in or you walk in, they will present you with all the love that they have. They will bake you food. They'll invite you to all the parties. They'll act like your family because they want you to feel like there is better than anywhere else. And as soon as you feel that way, then they start with the brainwashing you, which is taking sections. How old were you? I was not even one. So and I. Were you, how did your family become a part of this? So my mom used to be a part of a really strict Christian denomination called Assemblea, which is where you couldn't. It was almost Catholic. You couldn't. You cut your hair. You couldn't wear makeup. You couldn't pierce yourself. You couldn't have tattoos. You couldn't do a lot of things. And she found at her local town a Mananata, which was a a more open church, which you could play soccer, you could watch TV, you could do different things. It wasn't as Mormon as the church she originally grew up in. So she decided to convert into that church because she was marrying my father who loved to play soccer. Uh -huh. So they joined Maranatha not knowing it was a cult at all because in, in fact in Brazil and here they treat it very differently. In Brazil it's more of a church and here in Massachusetts they, they treat it more of a, as a cult. Is that the, like, the regional treatment of the religion as a whole, or is that just this specific church kind of getting twisted up in it? No, I think it's the regional religion, because every Sunday they have, tell like, um, how do you say it, when televised calls? There you go. Yeah, televised <laughs> calls, where they transmit preachings from Brazil, from where you go. Like, it's called the Manaim, which is the headquarters of Maranatha. There, they hold seminars, which are seven-hour-long church um, church services, which they hold at every church every month. And it's, it's designed to essentially brainwash you into the religion a little bit more. It's designed to make you feel more at home and get to know more people. And it's also designed to fill your brain with their teachings, which is... Nothing matters if you're not in the church. Interesting. Like, everything matters in the Bible, but if you don't come to church, then it's all thrown away. Yeah. And then they start making up other things that aren't even in the Bible, like rules about how women should dress, and rules about how women shouldn't wear pants, and rules what? about... Yeah, women aren't allowed to wear pants. That's wild. Yeah. Um, because it's just not a thing they do. They don't have, they don't explain it. They just say it's in there. Yeah. And they don't encourage you to look. And all their preachings is about love and how we should love each other. But the most important thing is that we need to be in church. And everyone who isn't in Maranatha is part of what they call the world. So if you're part of the world, you're dirty. You are, you have essentially a demon in you. They treat it as if anyone who isn't in the church should be feared as if we are unprotected if we're not in the church. If we leave the church and try to learn for ourselves, the devil will corrupt our brain and we'll never come back. Jesus. Yeah. 
they they twist a lot of things around to make you scared of the outside world to the point where in elementary so where school hmm? where are you living like are you all living close together we all live in Marlboro, but there are different uh, cults and in and in at every major city so, um, there are more than 200 all over the world. Uh-huh. And, um, by the time I was five, I was put on a school bus with people who weren't from the cult. So I was exposed to people who didn't follow all the strict rules I did. So when the bus driver turned on music, I would cry on my way home, like, covering my ears because I thought that if I liked the music, that I was going to hell. Her that best I w- friend confirmed that yeah, the other day that the she other day. actually would cry. Yeah. Lariana. She remembers it. We just saw her for her birthday. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're 18 days apart. Mm-hmm. They believe that you shouldn't celebrate Christmas because it's not Jesus' actual birthday. Yeah. So they say that you should eat ramen noodles on Christmas. Interesting. And that having a tree is forbidden decorating is forbidden caroling is forbidden anything like that is forbidden so growing up if my if we ever if i ever convinced my parents to buy me a tree and we had people from the church come over my dad would tear up the tree and throw it out as fast as he could and just rip up the ornaments and you know it was devastating for a kid to have to go through that the tree yeah he would take the tree and run because they would be there in like 10 minutes yeah because we lived right you have a tree we will be here in 10 minutes for dinner yeah. That's wild. Like, yeah. those exact words were by who in the church? Um, the Giacos. So, they're, they create different authorities in the church to advise the men to stay and keep their families there. Because the more you stay, the more you follow their rules, the higher up you get in the authority. So, and then you can boss other but people But only around. the males can get higher. But only the males. Women are not allowed. Isn't that disgusting? Um, to have any authority in the church. We are allowed to only decorate the flowers and on that's when and your birthday. And they're required, and not, no, yeah. they are required to change the flowers. Yeah, they are, we are required to change the flowers every week by our own money. And then, um, you're required to wear pants, not allowed to wear, no, required to wear, uh, <laughs> no pants. shorts, not shorts, damn, skirts, not allowed to wear pants, had to be over the knees. Um, I was always called the church whore because I would wear, um, like spaghetti straps. Yeah. How old, how old? I was seven, eight, maybe. Yeah. And by adults or is this other By adults. I once had an adult call me out of my seat and tell me that if I wore a strapless shirt that I would go to hell and she just didn't want me to go to hell. So she was just looking out for me and how I shouldn't, I should throw away that shirt. Yeah. And you weren't allowed to wear peace signs because somehow that was bad. You weren't allowed to watch Disney. I have a friend who grew up till this day. She has not, I think, till this day. Um, or until a couple years ago when I last visited her in Florida, she had not watched a single Disney movie. That's wild. Because we were not allowed to. I watched them secretly. We were not allowed to watch Harry Potter. Anything with magic was satanic. Um... There was just a lot of strict rules that kept you in fear. And the reason we left was because... You left as a family? Yes, we did. Because my dad was had authority in the church. So the reason we left was in 2012. How old were you? I was fourth grade, so 10. <coughs> we, there was rumors that there were, had been pastors in the church who had been corrupt and stealing from the church. And we didn't believe that, obviously, because we were all brainwashed little sheep. 
yeah. and we gave it's required that you give 20 per, ten, uh, there I think it's 20% of your earnings to tithes and offerings Jesus and um at the end of the month the pastors take the tithes and offerings and they're supposedly not getting any cut but our pastors were staying at really expensive hotels traveling the world buy, like buying Mercedes like these pastors did not have daytime jobs that could afford this kind of stuff so the police in Brazil started investigating and in 2012 they uncovered a huge scandal with the tithes and offerings where all over the world they were stealing everybody's money and my dad lost it because my dad was their number one defender so my dad had already been noticing that none of their rules matched up to the Bible because he would have Bible studies with his friends on Friday nights and he would read the Bible for himself because what Maranatha does is they don't advise you to read the Bible because they say that going to church is even better than reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. So Which what they ridiculous. do is they have church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. So you are always constantly in church. So they, they convince you that you're basically reading the Bible. So when my dad read it for himself, he was like, you're really not. They, they're just making stuff up. Yeah. So when the tithes and offering scandal came out, he was like, that was the last straw. He, we picked up and... He was already on the fence before that? Yeah. Okay. And he picked up the phone and called the head pastor of the one in Marlboro and just let him have it. Told him how he was a, like, a scam artist and how they were all scam artists and how this wasn't a church and this is a cult and told him the definition of a cult and how they've been treating people and what they have done to people. And, um, after that, we just packed up and we started looking for other churches and never went back. And a couple of families did that with us because my dad was seen as a very noble person in the church. Mm -hmm. And all of the families who have, have gone back. They have. Yeah. And are now back to wearing only skirts and back to not talking to me. And cause they're not allowed to talk to people from that are not from the church and back to being homophobic, and back to being, um... How do they fall back into it? Well, they can't find anywhere else that oh. feels right. Because when you're in a cult, you get the thing that I said, love-bombed. Yeah. You feel an excess amount of love by those people. And then, then they come in with the punishments. So when you leave and you go somewhere else where they just treat you regular, not like family, you don't find your place and then you end up going back and saying hey I'm not gonna let them get in my head this time but going there enough and enough and being around those people ends up getting in your head mm -hmm. and now I have a childhood friend that I haven't talked to in years that used to be my best friend and we don't talk because she was the one who got me to see that gay people are people and <laughs> now she's back to being homophobic that's why. Yeah, and everything I do, she used to judge me for it. As soon as she started going back, the judgment started kicking in. Uh huh. So I realized that she saw me as a person of the world, and she was a holy person for going to that church. Yeah. Um. That's wild. Yeah. It was. It's. It's really bad to the point where they, they trust a method calling called um, I don't know what they call it, but there was a method they use of connecting with God. That's just baloney. It's literally opening up the Bible and flipping to a random page with your eyes closed and pointing to a verse. And whatever that verse says is what God told you. Yeah. And they do that before anything they do. 
before the, they, they pick a song to sing during service. I get what they're trying to do, but you can't do, you can't, like... But God's not a genie. Yeah, yeah you can't <laughs> randomize it like that. Yeah. You know, it's not every time. Like, maybe sometime, like, the, the crazy story about that ver the Bible verse you have in your life. Oh, yeah. Uh, Corinthians, can you explain that again? Corinthians 13, 13. Um, so, the first time Corinthians 13, 13 came up in my life was before I was alive. It was at my parents' wedding. Um, it was the verse that they use to preach about, which is the verse talks about love. And, um, the second time it got brought up was when I was in the hospital, because I, in high school, high school, like we talked about earlier, wasn't the best time for me. You were so, in the hospital because of what? So, in high school, I didn't have the easiest time, and I became friends with a couple of toxic people that I shouldn't have become friends with, and I started um, overthinking my body, overthinking everything, and I developed, a, like, I already had depression, but I developed a really bad case of depression. Really? Yeah, like, sophomore year. So, um, yeah, I used to hide behind jokes. So, in junior year, halfway through junior, no, halfway through sophomore year, I got hospitalized because the school found out that I was planning on killing myself. Really? Mm-hmm. It was that deep? Yeah. And... Wild. And they sent me to the hospital, and I got a lot of time to think, and I found my religion again, uh, my own form of religion, which is just Christ. It's not going to a certain church. It's not following a certain person. It's following the verse in the Bible and Jesus. And um, I got this book. I'll even show you it. I got this book from the hospital that said, God's Promises for the Everyday. And in it, my favorite verse that I had found was the Corinthians 13, 13, which is, it talks about love. Let me see if I can find it. And you found this without knowing it was at your parents' wedding, right? Without knowing at all. Um, let me see. the frick <laughs> okay found it oh really that's all it says okay this is the short version of it because it's a really long verse but this is the shortest version it's Corinthians 13 13 so it talks about um, the importance of religion and how you can be very talented you can have the power to speak to God directly, you can have the power to speak to angels and speak in voices, and you can have the power to see the future or see into the past, but if you do not have love, then it's nothing. And at the end of the verse it says, so these things continue forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. And it's a real, like, I would, it's 1 Corinthians 13, 13. I would really recommend looking it up because it's a really deep verse. And it talks about how each of us have our, sh like, fortes and our, you know, our strong suits. But we all have love. 
And if we can all find that in each other, then we can all bring out the best in each other. And that's all, like, that's what life is about. And that's what I got from that verse when I was in the hospital. And after I read it, a couple months later, I met Raymond. And not met, but met up again with Raymond and started dating Raymond. And unfortunately, his grandmother passed uh, a couple months after. And we went to her funeral and open in a Bible, just standing at the edge of the room, uh, caught my eye, Corinthians 13, 13. And I asked the room if I could read it out because it was a ve very important verse to me. And it had just randomly come up again. And they they let me read it out and everyone thought it was beautiful because it truly is, I, you should look it up. Um, <laughs> it truly is really beautiful. They actually asked you to read it. Yeah, they did. Because I did say it was my favorite verse. And, um, it like it was very moving in that time and that really sh stuck with me and then on our wedding ceremony when we were you know saying our vows and everything my maid of honor which happens to be a really close family friend Chandrea randomly says starts reciting thir like Corinthians 13 13 and I start bawling because it talks about love and the importance of love and how at the end of the day all we need is love so That's awesome and that's such a sick verse, like, that is so powerful, because it's so true, like, the concept where if everybody just loves each other, we do rise together. Exactly. It doesn't matter what religion you're, like, from, or what you believe in, or what you don't believe in, or what political party you're, you're in, you know? I feel like if you just think with love in your heart, and you think about how will my effect, like, uh, how will my acts affect other people, I feel like that in yeah. itself would make the world such a better place like when you discover we all are one mm -hmm. and you when you're helping someone out selfishly that's helping you out exactly and we all rise together that way you know and like we are all the creator we are all the same consciousness like we we're, the golden rule is treat your treat others as you'd want to treat yourself but in a sense you're just treating yourself as you would treat yourself exactly and, like, and that goes with karma where it just comes right back to and you don't do it for the karma you do it for the good feeling of helping someone, but helping someone is actually helping yourself, and like it exactly. just makes so much sense. And that's what the cult never gave us. It never gave us that level of assurance where all we need is this, all we need is love, all we need is God. It never gave us that mm -hmm. because all they did was inject fear into our minds. And you won't get there unless you do this and this and this, unless you follow this and this and this. And it was never about helping each other. It was about beating each other there. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, also because they had that authoritative positioning in oh, yes. ranks. Like, that just goes against all of that, you mm -hmm. know? Once, once you realize that all that's out there is love, like, all that's there is equalness. Like, exactly. there is no higher-ups, there is no lowers. Like, we are all on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. But... That's wild. And so how did your family end up staying out of it? We stayed her. out. Oof. Her. Yeah, me. Are you kidding? My family. Have you heard her when she wants to get a point across? Yeah. My family. She doesn't stop. I'm my family's rock. They don't speak English, so they don't understand much about America. So everything that they've learned about America has been through me. So they trust me immensely. And I, it's it's a hard battle because honestly, when you're in a cult, when you've been brainwashed, it's like an addiction. Yeah. You want to go back. It's all you know, too. It's all you know. So my mom, till this day, wants to go back because she thinks that my brother needs at least something. And I, to and I tell her that that's the worst thing she could do is bring him into the same situation that I was brought up in. 
And she, How old is your brother? He's six. Wow. Yeah. So it would make him the most sexist. Yeah, it would be absolutely horrible for him. Homophobic and rude, sheltered. ignorant, ignorant sheltered yeah. person if he were to go there and learn their ways. The people that come out of these churches are so arrogant and they think they're above people. Mm-hmm. It, it's really The fact bad. that you can't contact other humans. You can't. Like you should see how they, they look at you at parties and gatherings yeah. and in public spaces. If they see someone that's not from the church in a public gathering or at a party that they're He's at. Been. You're both yes. Oh, of course. They look at us like we're strangers. So how do you end up back there? We don't end up back there. My they're parents just, invite this, the them. The Brazilian community is kind of small in the area. Yeah. So there's certain groups that are just always together. And it's, it's lots of people, but like... There's certain ones that just always end up together. Yeah. So we end up seeing tons of people from Maranatha. Yeah. And they all see, they all judge every time, like they think they're better than you. That's why. She points them out to me in stores all around Marlboro and yeah. everywhere else. Yeah, and they're all the same. And they look at you like, like you're gross. I don't even because know. Because that's what they, they're, they, they learn. They learn that there's, there's only two paths. There's the path to heaven and there's the path to hell. And they are on the path to heaven and that is the only church that can bring you there. That's what they preach. So in their heads, everyone else is suffering. Everyone else, they have pity on other people. That's wild. And it's sad. It's sad. They think they're better. And that's the saddest part about that friendship that I mentioned. I won't say her name, but that friendship that was a friendship from day one. I, like, I met her when we were four years old and... Now we don't talk because her family decided to go back. Uh-huh. And she's no longer, like, we used to be One Direction fans. We used to, like, talk about how we used to ship, the, like, the like One Direction members together. And now she's homophobic and thinks that all gay men are going to hell and all gay women aren't going to hell that, unless they change their ways. Jesus, that shit sucks. Like, I don't understand, but I do understand <laughs> at the same mm. time, you know? Because it is like an addiction. I just feel bad. So what religion have you fallen into exactly? You said you believe in Christ and Jesus, so you read the Bible and... Yeah. I, like, I like to say that me and Raymond put the Christ in Christian. Uh, no, I don't say that. But, um... You we, also believe in religion? Yeah, that's and, how yeah. we got together. Our first date was to church. Yeah. He, the, oh, yeah, you go to Metro, don't you? Yeah. That's where he I, took me. Yeah. I have since I was 12. A lot of people really didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Our first date was at, like, I was grounded at the time. Um, cause I went to the hospital and my mom had gone through my phone. So, um, she grounded me for two months and the first person I was allowed to go out with was him and it was to church and I loved it. And I got baptized at that church because in Maranatha, you can only get baptized when you're 16. Mm-hmm. So that church, you can get baptized when you choose. Wherever, so, whenever yeah. we have like hot, not a hot tub, but it's like a bath. It's clean water, obviously. And it's for baptisms. Yeah. And then we... There's a lot of other opportunities to get baptized. There's like United Nights. There's certain social events. There's all sorts mm-hmm. of groups. And, Youth camp. And and um, what are they called? Community groups. Yeah, community groups. Um, where like on Sunday you can sign up for all sorts of different things. Like on Thursday we meet up here and we talk about this or Bible study or mm-hmm. all sorts of things that like help people. Like if you need help with an addiction, there's like an ad- addiction one. There's a bunch of different things. It's all for help towards God. But the reason I found that I fit in at Metro was because I had something that a lot of people from Maranatha don't have, which is a a religious awakening. 
I had time in the hospital to myself, away from the world, to just focus on me and my relationship with who God is. And I got to find that out for myself. And when I went to Metro, that's what they focused on. They focused on, we, we're not going to tell you a bunch of shit that we believe. We're going to put the verse up here and let you tell us what you think it means. Yeah. You know? Awesome. I loved that about them. That's letting people find their own faith. Exactly. And they respect whatever you choose to believe in. They're, and they don't judge. They have addiction groups. They have so many groups to help people with whatever they need without any judgment. It's all just for help. Exactly. That's so awesome. And that's I've what we're there, about. I've been there multiple times with Tyler Whitmore. Oh, like, yeah. Because, um... Metro like, I've, yeah, I've looked around at, like, I've tried to fall into religions, and that was definitely one of them at Metro, and, like, yeah, it's awesome there, like, it really is this, like, the big thing with them that I loved was that they hang out before church, just everybody goes early just to hang out, mm -hmm. like, that sense of community is awesome, I you know? know, and, like, just being comfortable with each other, so then you could get into those comfortable, uncomfortable, like, conversations and situations. Exactly. Every to be about five plus maybe a couple years, give or take, it gets kind of, like, bound up, in a sense. It, there becomes, like, a tight-knit group of people, and then there's an issue in the church, and, like, a bunch of families that were super big in the church that either ran sound or did cameras or volunteered for this or ran this department, like, um, they leave because, I don't know. So egos collide, I, I guess. I think it's political differences. Yeah. yeah, I think it's political differences and in the church. It, it, since I've been there, I've seen it overturned twice. Like, with the way it was ran and who's there. and It has a lot of turnovers. There's been a lot of different youth leaders and uh, youth pastors. But we pastors. have the same pastor. We have the same ministry pastor. Yeah, but who knows how long. Goal. Pastor Marco is having a child now. So, and Pastor Marco and Pastor Jordan are having a child, and they are the youth pastors. I wouldn't know. Marco doesn't follow me on Instagram. So that could take a toll on it, but who knows? No. Things change. She'll be birthing that baby on the fucking podium. <laughs> Don't we talk about birthing a baby at a church? She with will. F -bomb in the middle of the she will. <laughs> She'll be like, I give this baby to you, Lord. She will not leave her place. She loves it. I know. Awesome. She's the most, or Pastor Jordan is the most enthusiastic. I think I saw her game. Yeah, she is the most enthusiastic preacher I think I've ever seen. Right now, For a woman, I feel like the church has gotten a little clicky again. Yeah. Yeah, but um, that happens. Ha no, that's just. Especially now you, with Corona. The only way it gets fixed is when people move away. Or when <laughs> you invite more people. Different half people. Half a decade. People retired in Florida. Well, you clearly don't like the click thing. I don't like when people. Exclude. Or, yeah. I have always been the person to talk to everybody. And that seems to, f like, fall away from religion when you start to exclude people. Exactly. There's but a I also bit don't of a, blame them. There's a social... Well, th there's an unspoken what, what social, like, ranking at the church. Mm -hmm. If Basically, if you volunteer for this, and you do that, and you come every time, and you have no problems, and you do nothing wrong... You're the poster child. You're on every post on the website. You're but from you my get first pick for this and first pick for that. And from I don't like when it gets like that. From yeah. my experience, like leaving a cult, there is very much like that. And then traveling many different churches trying to find your place, every church has that. 
Yeah. If you're there long enough, you're gonna see. You're, yeah, you're gonna see that there's there's always that one group that likes to do everything in the church together. Also, um, isn't from the knowledge I have on Metro, isn't like they're kind of a family thing around it, like a legit fa- like they're legit family. Yeah. Yes. So it, like now it's the Reagans and yeah, and the Marco and Pastor. The bloodline. Uh, yeah, there's just it's all family <laughs> connected. The pa- the youth pastors um, are related to like majority of the freaking other leaders in the church, and the main pastor is the son of the original founder, and he's there there. It's, it's all family. Based. Yeah, I feel like that's you the only like difference. You know, like like yeah, no, I like it. I love the church. I do, but I hate when it gets clicky and people are, are like, I don't know. Why do you I, feel like you've fallen outside of the groups? When you don't behave the way they want you to behave, you get kind of a cold shoulder. And yeah. I don't appreciate that. Yeah. One big thing that took again, a big hit to me. Because again, we're not good with authority. Was it's not authority. It's like you were talking about their helpful. Like, the big idea of religion and like loving each other is just mm-hmm. helping each other. And like, no matter what point you're at, like that's where. I get stuck with Christianity because I find a lot of kids do it because they just want to get to heaven. And yeah. It's not because they're really working on their life. Yep. You know, because yep. I, I meet these kids in school and I see them in church and they're this perfect person. They do nothing wrong, but in school they're kind of rude. You can't approach them. You know what I mean? They don't treat they. They don't treat you. Yeah, the they same. make fun of each other. Yeah, and like I'm I even more clicky outside. And I I could totally see those same principles happening with churches and stuff like that. It that's happened, another thing. I guess it just happens everywhere you go. But that's another it, thing that Maranatha was huge on. It was that they made it, like, I used to ask as a kid, I was a very, like, curious kid, I used to ask, like, hey, why do we worship Jesus? Like, why do we want to worship Jesus? Why do we come to church? And their answer was always, to get to heaven. Don't yeah. you want to go to heaven? And that was always that's a, a weird thing. Reason. Yeah, that was always a weird thing for me, because I'm like, that's really selfish. I feel bad for him. That I'm praying because I want to get to heaven. Yeah. And then going to, being at the hospital and knowing how deep in shit I was being by myself in life, I realized that the reason you need religion is to make life more livable here. It's not about where you go. Because honestly, none of us know. Well, what's all ma- what matters? Exactly. Right now. This right now. Ma- this is the only thing that matters exactly. in our lives. Exactly. Yeah. How can you be better tomorrow? Yeah. You know? And help one another so karma can help you in the future because honestly i do believe in karma and it's a huge thing i was just talking about this today with my boss really yeah he was asking me if i was a bible thumper (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that means but i said no i i can't really read very far into the bible i've tried it's very tough i have adhd and it makes reading things very tough i I like watching I can't sit still. I walk around when I'm on the phone. Like, m- my hands are always moving. I vape because I have an, like, basically I have an oral fixation. If I'm not vaping, I'm biting my nails or I'm eating sunflower seeds or I'm stuffing my face. <laughs> you know? That's odd. Maybe I'm just hungry. I don't know. When we're going places, I have to keep reminding him where we're going because we'll get caught up in our conversation and he'll completely forget. Yeah. You ever tried meditating? Nope. He can't. I need money, boy. I gotta work. Meditating is <laughs> no ten, time ten for minutes. meditating. It's time for medicating. 
<laughs> I used to run a yoga club yeah. in high school. I'm joking. I don't nah. use any medication. You fucks. Nah, I get what you're saying, but there's time for meditation. Meditation isn't like... My meditation is my drive home alone from work. Alright, yep. there you go. And it's just living in that moment. That's the best, there's no better feeling in the world than sitting your ass in your seat after a long day of work and actually doing the speed limit because and you're exhausted. driving home to your amazing wife that's waiting for you. I was going to get there, you cocky prick. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's my meditation. I slam my music. The next time you get in the car after my ride home, the yeah, music's it's at so max. loud. <laughs> She gets so pissed off. You know what I realized? You know, yesterday you were yelling at me because the volume was at max. What? Well, I never yell. Well, guess what? It wasn't because the volume was turned down on my phone. It wasn't. And it was super quiet. And I realized no. it today, and I turned it up on my it phone, matter. and it got so loud, and I was pumped. the highest. I was the... Like this radio sucks. I'm going. Am I going deaf? You made me. You literally told me last <laughs> night that I'm probably going deaf. You had the radio at. But the volume was down on my 47. phone. Forty-seven. Yeah, but it was That's at, aggressive. That it, is aggressive. It, but it was at. <laughs> It was at just over half on my phone. Just over. Oh <laughs> yeah, my god. This is what I've never gotten with listening to music. Like, do you want to listen to it music was like, to the point where you can't think? You see right, right? here? Yes. Are you fucking kidding me? My mind doesn't stop. Okay. I, I, haven't, I haven't been in that position. So. He used to literally, every time he would be on the road, he used to like, what did you do with the cars? What? You used to uh, recite all the No, cards. I still do it yeah. by accident. It's a subconscious No, if you thing start talking about it, you'll do it again. I remember because you did Every it. Every time I see the logo of a vehicle, I say the make... Anytime I see a vehicle, yeah. I say the make and model in my head. And I can't stop doing it. I'll go down the road and go, Toyota, Dodge. Yeah. Toyota, Dodge, Ram. If you get him started, he can't stop. Like, I, I will just go I'm on a Like, I'll be completely honest. Every single car. That, do you have Asperger's? No, I have ADHD. I've been diagnosed that's wild, cause I. That's like. Why the fuck would you say I have Asperger's? I'm cause just that's like, that's. A, <laughs> what the hell? No, no I asked, cause like my cousin has it, and it's the same thing where they get fixated on things and then can't get out of that loop. Oh you no, know? I can get out of the loop. I am easily able to calm myself down. Are you joking? Sometimes. I am the mediator in this relationship. Oh, that's boy. not true. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's just a lie. It's the truth. That's not true. But with meditation, every time I get a little even, mad, every time I little see her face right now, <laughs> every, she can't even say it with a straight face. Every time I get a little mad, he goes, "You're always mad, always looking for a reason to fight. Are you happy now?" Right. And I'm like, "I off didn't even topic. get mad yet." <laughs> now we're off topic. <laughs> there is no real topic. What I wanted to say about meditation is, so you have a problem with not with stop thinking, correct? Like you just no, continue, just, thoughts continuous to come. You know Be when honest. it stops? When I hit my dad pen. See, but, <laughs> but, but what I'm get, trying to get at here is meditate. Like I was always, I don't have ADHD, but I, everybody can't stop thinking. And what meditation is, is getting yourself to stop thinking. And I know it seems like a ridiculously hard concept. And for me, I meditated for months where it was literally pointless because it wasn't the meditation I was told what meditation is, where you do clear your mind. But what I've, I've picked up tips and I've picked up practices mm -hmm. and what they are is when you're meditating, you're sitting and you focus on your breath. You breathe in, you breathe out. Whether it's a square breath, you breathe in for four seconds, mm -hmm. hold for four seconds, out for four seconds. Oh, I know those. I know how to get my heart rate down with the seven in, seven out rule. And it, it's not even about heart rate. It's just getting your mind only focused on your breath. Mm -hmm. And then when you're only focused on your breath, yes, thoughts are going to come in and out. But what's important is to not 
you need to acknowledge the thought, learn from the thought, and then let go of the thought. It's the concept of catch and release. So you have this thought coming to your brain, whether it's a dark thought or a positive thought, it's not your thought, it's just coming through your brain at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. The thoughts are the language of the brain and fe feelings are the language of the body and neither you are your body or your thoughts. Okay. You're not your body or your mind, you're a spirit that's using this as a vehicle to create a human experience which is great because we're christian and that's what we believe we believe that we are the spirit of god the breath of god breathed into a yeah. flesh so we are like we have a holy spirit in us we, we have that peace you know yeah that we can achieve through meditation which other people call prayer yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, well prayer and meditation also overlap with manifestation. Yes. When, when <laughs> the difference of prayer and manifestation. How many stations are there? <laughs> is when you're praying, you're asking for someone to help you. But when you're manifesting, you're saying it's going to happen. You're speaking it into present tense. Exactly. You're saying tomorrow is a great day. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow already has been a great day because that's how you're going to talk about a day you want to be great. You know. But going back to meditation, like sitting with yourself and even if you can't get to that point of catching and releasing thoughts because this took me a long time to get to just giving yourself that time to sit with your thoughts already is beneficial and getting mm -hmm. you closer to a more meditative state and when you when you really get into deep meditation and you really focus on breath work and what breath what i've discovered is breath work is key focusing on your breath no matter what point of the day if you if you ever catch yourself deep in thought or deep in an emotion that's not really in front of your face has just passed through your body at that moment in time. You can't even put words to it. Like yesterday, I hit the saddest point I've hit in my life in the past three months what? out of nowhere. Me I too. I was just extremely sad <laughs> and I did yesterday not know why, birthday. but I knew my, I'm not my body, I'm not my emotions. And then I knew what thought, I knew the thoughts I was having was creating that emotion. Mm -hmm. So your body's going to follow your thoughts. So basically, when you're sitting with those thoughts and you're getting through them, that is still beneficial than just letting them keep coming through and thinking they're yours. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So giving yourself that time to just acknowledge them, even if you do catch yourself thinking on them, it's it's good to give yourself that time. Like you say, I don't have time, I need to go get money. But that me to me, you're just saying, I don't have time for myself, which is a little sad in a sense because who, who are you going to wake up with every day? Tiny. But what if she's not there one day? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, dying first. I've made yeah, that promise. today we talked about it. <laughs> but <laughs> I have one more thing about the breath work is, so what I mean when Just I'm talking about breath work, all breath work is, is becoming conscious of your breath. Mm -hmm. So if there's any point in the day you see yourself so wrapped up in your own head, and then you can zone back into the moment and focus on your breathing, you'll notice it was shorter. You'll notice you're not breathing through your nose. You'll notice you're not, you're, you're, not your heart is racing because you're not giving yourself oxygen and that's meditation and it's like you could meditate at any point in the day anyway. it's just focusing on your breath and like it goes for anything like today i was running and i i watched a bunch of youtube videos where they're like if you want to gain endurance and you want to get better at running only breathe through your nose if you want to get better at like literally living just breathe through really? your nose yes your sister told me freshman year that i had to breathe through my mouth during cross country. She was wrong. <laughs> when you breathe it, your, your nose has a filtration system that already makes the oxygen more pure and it goes straight to your blood system. Mm -hmm. And it takes, it absorbs all the carbon dioxide where your mouth can't do that. And your mouth will 
while you're breathing out of your mouth, you're releasing carbon dioxide and you're, you're taking in technically more oxygen, but it's not clean. It's not, you're taking in more air, but you're not taking in more oxygen. You're taking in dirty air. You're taking in carbon dioxide that was still released from your mouth. Mm -hmm. So that's why you when, exhale faster. Exactly. And when you're, when you're breathing, when you're breathing through your nose and when you're running, like today I ran a mile and just breathed through my nose all the time. And at first you get lightheaded, your fingers get tingly. But mm -hmm. then the second lap, I was running the fastest I've ever run in my life. And I was so strong because it feels like you're not getting enough oxygen, but you're getting enough oxygen. You just never knew what enough oxygen was yeah. and it's pure oxygen. Mm -hmm. So like when you start doing that, when you just start oxygen is key bro like when people say get high on your own supply they're talking about oxygen like you you can reach they say own. don't get high on your own supply <laughs> that's a selling yeah. theory. <laughs> <laughs> well a bunch of like a bunch of like meditation leaders and shit like that will say i just watch youtubes about like gurus and stuff like that mm -hmm. and they all say like we've been given this powerful drug of oxygen and it's right in front of our faces and we need it to live and you need it to live and you have the ability to live your best life with it and like it just, it had, like, literally just breathing has changed my life. You know what I'm saying? And it's and crazy, because I'm, I'm going to become a psycho. I'm going to go to college for psychology. I'm going to be a psychology major. So I took AP Psychology, and um, I dove really far into it, because I really like it. And I did find out that you, to get any sort of um, endorphins in your brain that are going to do anything good, it's the key is breathing. The key, like dopamine does not fill your brain unless you are constantly breathing. Yeah. Like that's why it's so important for you to, when you're having anxiety, because I do struggle with anxiety, to focus on your breathing and focus on just your breathing. You can always calm your heart down mm -hmm. too. Like you said, you know how to get your heart rate down. What, why is that important? Well, because when you can get your heart rate down, when your heart rate is up, you're pumping blood without oxygen because you're getting too little of oxygen and pumping a mass amount of blood. Mm -hmm. When you bring your heart rate down, while using your breath, you're getting more oxygen, and then that oxygen is getting pumped out throughout your body slower and actually healing yourself. Like, mm -hmm. that's why you're able to calm yourself down, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, it is, it, like, you said you listen to music on the way home. Like, listen to that music and focus on your breath. And while you're listening to that, and once you, once you realize you're not focusing on your breath and you're listening to the words, those words will speak to you in different ways. Mm -hmm. You'll, you'll hear the music. I mean, it probably already does because you like it so much, you know? I have close to all of these coping skills already. Yeah. I, I only struggle with paying attention to things and also staying still. No, I struggle with forgetting to breathe a lot because I do. I have anxiety. So. Yeah. I, oh, you know what? I forget to breathe when I'm doing things and I get lightheaded. <laughs> Good job, babe. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Just the way you said that. <laughs> it's hard though, cause like today I realized I was like just getting wrapped up in my emotions. That not my emotions, but I was getting wrapped up in emotions passing through my body. Mm -hmm. And then I, I I caught myself and I was like, you haven't breathed in like a minute. Like you literally have not. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Isn't the word breathed? So it's it's a real word. It sounds wrong. But it sounds wrong. What the hell, man? Dictionary. A dead ass. Whoever breathe. wrote the dictionary. <laughs> Webster. That, yeah, that's Webster's awesome small. that you guys have like found religion and stuff that really works for you, and like you oh, found yeah. each other. Peep up on the wall, son. That's Smoke. awesome. That's my that boy, same cross. JC. I'm bringing I'm bringing that same cross to college with me. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I found that on the side of the road. I thought it was so nice. That's it. Wow. I feel like finding religion isn't 
what we did though. I, I feel like it's very <laughs> important to dictate what religion is and what Christ is. Because Christ is love and hope and faith. So you can be from any religion and believe in in Christ essentially. It's just a different word. Because it's a feeling. Yeah. It, it's, I could not agree it, more. Exactly. With you. Like I have the way I've gotten to this point in my life of to, like what I would perceive and people have told me is enlightenment mm -hmm. because I don't feel hate. I don't feel anger. Mm -hmm. I only feel love, and it is through all these religions. Every religion is based off the Bible. The first, the Bible is the first religious book. Mm -hmm. So, Arabic. uh huh. It's an Ar no, not Arabic. I mean Hebrew. It. Hebrew. Fucking idiot. And, Two different uh, religions. <laughs> if they're all built up on the same thing, they all have the same principles. And like when you look back at the Bible, a lot of different religions take versus too literal but you have to see everything exactly. as a metaphor that's what Maranatha yeah. does exactly they, they take they take verses out of context uh, no out of the old testament which is wrong essentially the torah so the bible is made up of two parts the old and the new testament the old testament is everything that came before jesus everything that came before mercy which was hard law. When Adam and Eve ate the apple, they consensually decided to sin. So God said, every sin that you commit will be on your back. So after that, when their son, um, I think it was Abe, killed their other son, that was the first murder. And it just kept going and humanity just descended into something so bad that God wiped the earth and that was Noah's Ark. And we had a whole new earth that he created and people continue to sin and there was nothing he could do other than to send his only son and Jesus came here and lived and talked about love and his only thing was I don't care if you're a prostitute I don't care what religion you're from I will talk to anyone I will not exclude anyone and he died that way because they thought that he was going against the Torah they thought that he was a bad Jew for accepting everyone and that's why they killed him and when he died that's essentially the new testament everyone who walked with jesus his prophets wrote the new testament which is the love the hope the fact that there was someone that died for you so you can mess up today and just start again tomorrow no god's son died for you yeah and this is what he wanted yeah he did not want what is still what is going on now the rules that you're following you to burden yourself AKA the old testament and the things like wearing no pants and the, the not skirts cutting your hair worn and not cutting your hair pulled straight out of the old testament and used at maranatha yeah not That's getting tattoos yeah homosexuals being bad all pulled out of an out-of-date part of the bible that's there for context when really jesus came just to tell you hey love your brother he said at the end of the bible he says when you come into heaven at the door i'm gonna ask you did you feed me did you give me something to wear? Did you give me food when I was hungry? And you're going to be like, hey, I never saw you. A lot of people tell me that um, you're not going to get into heaven if you don't build a relationship with God. And that's the only, the only way to build that relationship is through Jesus. It's not true. Well, there's a, a verse in the Bible. If you could look it up, that would be great for me. You can unknowingly can you follow the will me? of God. The, the verse that says... Um, of when you're going into heaven the questions you're gonna be asked at the door is did you feed me when I was hungry did you give me something to drink when what, I was thirsty what am I looking up? the verse uh, at the gate of heaven um, did you clothe me when I 
had nothing to wear? Did you give me shelter when I was in need? And you're going to say, hey, Jesus, I never saw you. You weren't alive in my time period. And he's going to say, when you fed your brother, you fed me. When you clothed your brother, you clothed me. That's awesome. Anything you did bad to your brother, you did to me. You hurt one of my children, you hurt me. No matter how bad they've sinned. Mm -hmm. Because I died for all of you. I didn't die for one of you. So none of you are better than each other. You have to love each other in, t in order to get there. So stop worrying about getting there and start worrying about how you can help each other here. Because that's all that matters. So... You guys obviously believe in a heaven. Mm -hmm. What do you think of Earth? Like, do you think this is a place of pain and suffrage so mm -hmm. we could get to heaven? I think that... No, it's God's yes. creation. I think that it initially it was supposed to be a beautiful thing. And... Why can't it be beautiful? Because, Adam and, beautiful because Adam and Eve sinned, in my opinion. As soon as they did that, they brought sin into the world, which is essentially darkness. And we see that in ways that, in history, slavery. How could we ever let that happen? That was the darkness. And how slavery affects people now, that is the darkness. Things we've done to the ozone layer, things we've done that caused global warming, that was all darkness, irreversible things that we have done to God's creation. Something that was so perfect when we got here. Humans are the only thing that have ever ruined this earth because we have the choice of bad and good mm. we have drone dr drove in like animals to extinct extinction we have driven ice capsules to melt that is all us you know yeah. so that's why the bible talks about there being an end to the world mm. and god says i'm not going to do it this time you are you're going to tear each other apart and you're going to ruin the world i've given you and that's when i'm going to come back and save the people who are good, the people who have love, you know? And I feel like, and, and I don't like to think too much about the afterlife because I feel like that life here is so short. Maybe I can't find this verse. I'll look it up. Life here is so short that we should just enjoy it. But um, whatever it is, because Muslims do believe in a paradise, Jewish people, I'm not sure what they believe in. Um, we believe in heaven and hell. I'm not sure Jewish people believe in a hell. Jewish people believe that... I'm not sure they believe in there a hell. There is a savior, but they don't believe that Jesus Christ was their savior. No, I know, but I don't think they believe in a hell. I yeah. think they believe everyone goes to heaven. No, they don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, we go... Ask the Jews. Yeah, I wouldn't ask know. a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> ask your local Jew. <laughs> Let but, me see if I can find this thing. I mean, um, yeah. Continue. We're biblically referring to them as Jews, not <laughs> discriminant. Yeah. No, not discriminating. Course. Yes. PSA. Yeah, that was a lot. That's a lot to take on because I do agree with a lot of that. And I mean, my I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast at all, but if you listen to the spiritual ones, my beliefs align with a lot of what you're saying, but in different in different forms. Like the Old Testament is old consciousness, and like we're moving into the New Testament, which is new consciousness, and like. This flip happens in 2012 because of the Mayan and Ethiopian calendars. And this is when we move from the state of Pisces to Aquarius, where we stop thinking of self and start thinking of each other. And we would think we were told the world's going to end in 2012, and it didn't. But that was when our consciousness was supposed to flip, but nothing happened, nothing changed. And 
what the, when you look back at it, Ethiopian calendars are really aligned for 2012 to be this year. We're eight oh, years I know, ahead I saw of it. that. And what's wild about that is this 2012, December 21st, so the second coming of Christ is coming. And something horrible is going to happen. Everything we've been dealing with is going to seem irrelevant to what's going to happen. I've There's studied the second coming of Christ. The only and thing is, everybody can speculate on when they believe God will be coming back, but the truth of the matter is the Bible tells us that when you think it's close, it is farther away than you could ever imagine. Interesting. And when you think it's far away, it's right around the corner. Because hmm. we, we cannot predict when it's yeah. going to happen. But that is one thing the Bible tells us we cannot do. People have tried. They're, her parents. My parents for have three studied it, and months. I have studied it. Yeah. They gave up after three months. The of second time. coming of Jesus. Um, a lot of people predict it's like different times, but the main yeah. thing is after right. the second coming. I was coming, saying second coming of Jesus to relate it to what you're saying, mm -hmm. but what I think it is is the only way to find pure happiness is to feel pain, pain and discover pain and analyze your pain and get through the pain by yourself. And we're at a point where people are starting to do that and people are starting to wake up spiritually. But what we need to catalyst this movement that we all are one is pain together. And I see, like Zach has talked, Zach Matrakis is very spiritual and he's talked about this in a lot mm -hmm. of podcasts. He thinks that a food shortage is what's going to cause us to all go through pain. There's going to be the pain Bible and suffrage. Says that. And that's what's going to happen. And yep. When that does happen, we'll start to realize, like, why are we fighting? Why are we against each other? We need to work together. It's us with the earth, not us against the earth. And, exactly. And, like, But then it'll be too late. It be won't, though. Because like, right now it's too late. The earth is already dying. The earth can Steven, heal itself. Stephen it Hawking predict, it, yeah, predicted, it's over. Like, five years ago that the world would end in two it's years irreversible if, we didn't, now. if we didn't change what we were doing. The damage is done. The ice caps are going. Cape Cod will be gone in 50 years. Bananas will be gone in 30. Chocolate, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure it's 25 years. will be out of real chocolate. It will all be artificial. Cocoa will be gone. Yeah. It's like, the, like you said, the second coming of Jesus, it aligns with a lot of what you said, which is the Bible says that as soon as the, the second coming of Jesus, he will take anyone who is pure which is the most of the original Israelites, the Jewish people, they their heaven is set aside for the Jews. That's in the Bible. But other than that, anyone who is pure, who's kept themselves pure, will go. After that, Jesus will come again, but he's going to give us time to suffer. There's going to be pain. There's going to be hunger. There's going to be tsunamis. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be, the world is going to be dying. We're going to be starving. And... The governments are all going to want to implant some type of chip, which in the Bible is labeled the mark of the beast. Narrow link. Yeah. Like, that's wild, because I've seen a lot of people call Elon Musk Antichrist. Yeah, because of the chip that he's already been producing. Yeah. And Brazil has already been producing some types of chips. You can chip your car. I've chipped my dog. We're already into the process. The mark essentially, of the beast. yeah. Essentially, what the chip is going to do is allow you to get. It's going to be your social security number. You're going to be able to get all your bank accounts. Everything is going to be transmitted through your chip on your arm or on your forehead, and that's your passport to hell. Of it, essentially, right. because the government can track you. And if there's one thing that the Bible states is very clear is that the word of God and the word of man is very separate. So the government. And what is right will not always align. 
So if you are under control and you are being looked at wherever you go chipped, the government already tracks us on our phones. So it's as if we have a chip in our back pocket. How hard is it in 40 years to convince anyone to put a chip in your arm? It says right hand or forehead in mm -hmm. the Bible. That's where the, the mark of the beast, uh, which is your pathway to hell, will be placed. So whenever we see that, we also know that the second, like the second, um, when it becomes mandatory to have a chip, then we know that the second coming has already come and that we're going to have to go through a lot of shit, but that there's still a chance because God will not show, Jesus will not show himself until the second coming. So when he comes again, then he will show up in the clouds and prove everyone wrong that didn't believe in him before, I guess, you know? And y'all shall be smited. Yeah, then I won't look so crazy. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Hopefully. That's a lot. If it's Allah, then I'm fucked. Uh, <laughs> I like, I really like the idea. It goes against my Christian beliefs, and it's going to get me in trouble with Jesus. But no. I, I really believe, I really think that reincarnation is possible. Well, think of, Kathleen had a good point when I was in her podcast. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can't. It all returns to the earth in different form. But... I think that this is a crazy thing. This is just my brain. Thinking. Can you speak up a little bit? This is this is from my brain. This isn't any sort of research or scientific. <laughs> this point is the of best view. type of religion, though. You realize you create your own religion, and that's what like it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this is the like I. This is what I love hearing. This isn't my religion because that goes against my religion, which is Our Christianity. Belief or whatever. My, I, whatever I have a theory. Your thought. Your which theory. could be possible. Is that I think that good people are reincarnated as people again because they have a good soul and God sees that and He knows that they can be trusted on this earth. Um, and bad people are reincarnated as things that have a terrible life, like, like ants, like a fly. Flies. I thought the same thing. You're, you're born he... for what uh, two days and then you're swatted and then you wake up again and you're swatted wake up again i've had that same thought Raymond. i've literally had that same concept where i was like what if horrible human races reincarnated as shitty animals and like Squirrels, I, I, chipmunks. I have a different perception on it now though but i did i had that is a thought that. right yeah i always thought i was george washington <laughs> <laughs> but i have no reason to actually believe that it was just my first thought <laughs> As a kid, by thirsty. Yeah, I was, like, I was probably my boy. I was watching there. Drunk History the other day, and if I would be anyone, I'd be that random bitch that was light-skinned, and she was, like, a slave, and she moved to California and told everyone she was white and just opened up a business and became, like, super rich and married a white man. And then That's came out later do. and was like, yeah. tricked ya! And was like, I'm tricked black. ya, dude! I'm rich and I'm black and I married a white man. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been me. But, um, I don't know if you guys have been listening, but I have the guest pick like an intro song, like so the song's their favorite song. Okay. Um, you guys want to collaborate on one? You got a song. Well, do we want something that goes with the theme or? It's something? whatever, bro. Whatever you like. And I, if you don't want to give it to me now, I can wrap this up and then you could just send it to me later. Or um, if you want to try to explain why it's your favorite song right now? Go ahead. Well, you see, our favorite song right now would be something that we're probably not going to like in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, let's see here. We've got some good choices. I think Reckless Love would be a good idea. Yeah. 
that's the song that I listened to in the hospital um that like got me really connecting with God and every time I was having anxiety I would listen to it and then I started listening to it without headphones on and I was surrounded by atheists because I was in a place where we were all depressed there was nobody there that believed in hope or even God so um everyone looked at me like I was crazy for the second day in being like kumbaya my lord but like um, I started singing in the class and they started liking the song. They were like, what is that? And till this day, I have connections to those people that have not turned their life around and become Christian, but have opened up their mind to the possibility of something more and That's like the awesome. song, you know? That's awesome. Weird. I'm going to wrap it up it's on that. Reckless Love by Corey Asbury or, Absuri, or something like that. Dope. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Your fault, steal your love for.